All right, Scott Ritchie has been busy scribbling down names. We've asked him to come up with his starting five for next season's Illini, now that Adam Miller is officially in the fold. Guess who's not going to crack the starting lineup again in Ritchie's world? Well, the three different ones I came up with, Georgia Pashanjvili was only in one of them. Again, he'll try to explain his strange thinking this week's Inside Illini Basketball, episode 97. Listen up when we come back from these breaks. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. All right, it's a history-making Monday morning here in the studios of WDWS 1400 AM. I'm Jim Rosso of the News Gazette with Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer and host of this podcast that for the first time is playing out of the new new arena, if you will, 201 Devonshire. Right, Scott, feel free to weigh in. Well, I don't actually know the actual address, so I'm just going to have to assume you're right. I'm just glad that driving here today, I didn't just keep going past right. where I needed to turn and go downtown because that's ingrained in me. So that was the first step to the transition. I came to the right building. I consider that a win. Excellent. Uh, for those of you who might not have heard, we've moved five miles south on Neal Street. We're no longer downtown Champaign, the News Gazette. We're, uh, we're in a new uh, new outfit, Scott. Richie even has a desk at this one. Well, I had a desk at the old one, too. Did you? Yeah, although I haven't been using it for several weeks. And I'm not actually using my actual desk now because uh, I'm still keeping the social distance uh, with sports editor Matt Daniels. And our desks are, uh, I, I marked it off today, about four feet away from each other when we're sitting down. So uh, I have... Uh, Taken Bob Osmondson's desk for my own while he's okay. uh, working from home. Yeah, I've got to do my part. Six feet. All right. The uh, basketball will continue despite the new place. Uh, Ed Bond, our executive producer here as well, enjoying his new digs. Uh, what's happened in the last week? Well, hardly anything other than Adam Miller ending the sus- suspense. Yeah, and that was just last week, even though it feels it, it does. Uh, ages ago. I've lost all sense of time and space during you know, Safer at Home. You need to shave, too. Uh, you know, maybe. The only people I see are on Mondays, and like, you can handle it for a day, and then back to the, the home office. Uh, yeah, Adam Miller. I think a lot of people were worried in the Illinois fan base that after he... Well, they were worried after he you know, committed the day following the end of the early signing period 
Uh, and I think that worry uh, resurfaced when he didn't sign on the very first moment of the, the regular signing period. But kind of throughout the basketball season, you know, he always said um, he didn't understand why people were questioning his commitment. He was all in for Illinois. And, you know, as it turns out, he was because he signed you know, last uh, It was last Wednesday. I don't know. He signed last week. And now it's official. Illinois has a top 15 recruiting class with Adam Miller, uh, Andre Carbello, and Coleman Hawkins. A little later in Inside Line of Basketball, episode 97, we're going to ask Richie to unveil his starting five for next season. <laughs> I know he's, he's busy scribbling right now. Yeah. Uh, just thinking ahead, I'm going to have two different starting nope. fives. Nope. Because there's one thing that's not uncertain. That's Kofi Coburn. So I'm going to have two. Anyway, stick around for that. Adam Miller had his signing, uh, I guess, ceremony, was it? Signing table? Yeah, I, I mean, it was the typical setup, but just with, I know there's like six people in the room instead of if you would have done it in, a, in normal circumstances, I think a place would have been packed. I likely would have been there, um, given enough advance notice, of course, to to make the trip uh, since I did you know, go up to Chicago for his commitment uh, last uh, November. Yeah, it was uh, a little strange. Tried to have Zoom access for the media, and that didn't exactly work. Um, it was sort of funny to hear because Adam's mom was kind of running the, the laptop, and like he just kept telling her to like push this button or that button, <laughs> and it, it didn't necessarily work all that well. Um, but it was also streaming on Instagram Live, so you know, he he went to he went digital with his signing ceremony. Like everything has gone digital mm-hmm. uh, in every walk of life, essentially. All right, Brad Underwood. Then uh, later in the week, uh, also took to Zoom. Yeah, that one that worked. Scott Ritchie's picture, if you're a print subscriber, actually ran on the cover in the corner of Brad Underwood's screenshot. Very yeah. impressed. Very impressed, Scott. But you were topless, and I, I didn't quite get that. <laughs> uh, that's a, a factual inaccuracy. I was, I, I, I'd actually put on a shirt with sleeves, though. I was pretty proud of that. Uh, work from home is basically sleeveless. Uh, a lot of tank tops. For me, uh, so I, I thought that you know. Why do I think of Goodfellas when I think of you in a tank top? I don't and just like a gold chain. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, Brandon was on Zoom with the you know, the media for like, like fifty minutes, and you know, before we kind of got started, um, yes, I did. Derek Burson, you know, said that you know because there was a pretty good crowd. I think there was. 20, 21 to, or 20 different media there or close to that number. And uh, Derek Burson said, you know, told Brad Underwood, uh, if you did a, a Zoom a week, there'd be people show up to ask questions. So hopefully they do that because I would participate. All right. Of yeah, your, lots of good information. Yeah. What was the highlight of, uh, of those 50 minutes uh, for you? Well, I mean, a lot of it was sort of Adam Miller centric because that was the, the news of the week. Um, and I, I asked him kind of how he um, envisioned Adam Miller and Andre Carbello playing together. 
and kind of how both of those two guards would fit into kind of Illinois' system as a whole. You know, because Trent Frazier is going to be back. Demonte Williams is going to be back. Uh, Austin Hutcherson is going to be eligible. And then one would assume I would assume we would not be back, but that's still technically a possibility, a very, very slim, slim possibility. But so it's kind of like I want to ask him about Miller and Curbelo playing together since I you know, could see him because it was on Zoom. He kind of just got this look in his eye. I was like, this is what they had been planning for, to have these two guys kind of be the next evolution of the Illinois backcourt. And they really do complement each other. Uh, Curbelo is more of kind of the traditional point guard. Yeah, the facilitator, the guy that makes everyone around him better. Adam Miller can do those things, but he is probably stronger you know, off the ball uh, with an ability to create for himself when he has it, but also as a shooter, uh, which Illinois kind of desperately needs. And you know, that's going to be a really interesting pairing. And then kind of later in the Zoom, it was sort of re- it was related, but like I'm talking just recruiting in general, like Brad Underwood said, yeah, his teams are always going to be guard heavy. Like he can't, you know, maybe have enough. And the fact that they started last season starting, I would assume, Trent Frazier, Andres Felice, and then you know went back to that at the end of the year kind of illustrates what I think Brad Underwood's teams are going to look like when he has strong guards. And by adding Adam Miller, Andre Curbelo, uh, definitely going to be a strong backcourt again next season. All right, we're across from a car wash here in our new studios. And a beautiful day like this Monday morning, it's it's compelling video. Great stuff. When I was a little in the car wash, Scott, this shows you how old I was. You got out of the car, and you could walk next to it as it goes through the car wash. Oh. And it was neat. It had like a, like a, a long waiting room where you just accompanied your car by, and watching it. But now apparently these guys are in their cars. Yeah, I've actually as they used get that, going. that car wash before. Have you? Okay. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, significantly uh, later after you were. Uh, you were throwing <laughs> stones in there. <laughs> well, we're going to get to, I think, Bulls Pistons where you're going to be throwing mm-hmm. elbows later. Right. So uh, got out of the car and then washed it yourself. With, like, the big you said you washed it yourself? Uh no, wash. Eureka warning. Wash. I didn't. I've never used the R. In okay. Wash because I thought you, I heard you say worst it. You know why I don't use the R? It's because there's not an R there. Like. The Bulls Pistons. Like, all right. Uh, episode. We're through episode four. I, as a, growing up a Pistons fan, right? I, I, I almost turned it off about midway into episode four that's when it turned on me last night things were going so well i was saying the pistons got their due for they sure did portion of i was that. feeling warm and fuzzy there for a while and not they, enough on vinnie johnson my favorite player of all time but nonetheless yeah well i mean vinnie wasn't it, one of the dirty guys yeah you know, it was more was, a couple bad, of those guys bad boy got, centric yeah, right which just watching it was just highlights from that era Right. There was a flagrant foul on every play. There was. Based on 2020 basketball rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of the LeBron supporters, Kobe supporters, uh, just think if Michael Jordan had the freedom of movement that is allowed now, okay. he would average 50 a game. Okay, why do I think Brad Underwood might have liked that era? Because he, he might, did. Okay. Well, he's 
he's loved the whole documentary. Um, in fact, yeah, the team, and this was in today's Good Morning Illini Nation, every morning at 6 a.m. on IlliniHQ.com, uh, you know, shameless self-promotion there. Uh, the team has, like, full team Zoom meetings every Monday and Thursday. Last Monday's was ended up being all about the last dance, and I imagine today's uh, probably going to be the same. Like, they're, they're all watching, and, yeah, Brad Underwood really is enjoying the documentary, as I think everyone that's a basketball fan is. All right, that full team Zoom meeting today, would it include maybe a guy from Winston-Salem, North Carolina? No, because it doesn't even include Adam Miller, Andre Corbello, or Coleman Hawkins, and they're actually going to be Illini next season. But the, the guy that you speak of, uh, Shonda Brown, uh, he's a transfer from Wake Forest. Uh, April 15th, he uh, declared for the NBA draft, but also entered the transfer portal in case the whole NBA thing didn't work out, which... Uh, Yesterday was the deadline to declare, and I think there was 140, roughly 145 early entrants, uh, which is a lot because it doesn't even include the international players or the seniors. So 60 guys get picked. We'll just put that number out there. So Shonda Brown in the portal because um, odds are he'll be back in college basketball and maybe, maybe in Champaign. He announced the top four on Saturday night of Illinois, Gonzaga, LSU, and Iowa State. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Illinois, obviously, they have an open scholarship. One now. Two, possibly, if I would assume it stays in the draft. And three, uh, if Io and Kofi Coburn both stay. So there's room to add to the roster. Um, Chande Brown, he would be, in theory... Uh, sit one, play one, transfer. Because he just finished his junior year at Wake Forest and has played, started, essentially, uh, since a freshman, since he was a freshman. So, in theory, it would be sit one, play one. However, NCAA is likely voting on the one-time transfer rule where everyone would get a waiver and be eligible immediately next month. So that could open him up for the 2020-2021 season. And... Although he announced his decision to declare and enter the transfer portal on the 15th, Wake Forest coach Danny Manning was fired on Saturday, um, which seemed like the coaching carousel had pretty much grinded to a halt. But uh, Wake Forest is going to start it spinning again very, very slowly because I don't know how you hire a head coach during a pandemic. But that was their choice, so I guess good for them. But... That could open up, if there's not a one-time transfer rule, maybe Shonday Brown gets a waiver anyway because his coach was fired. And it's a little murkier there, but basically waivers have been given out willy-nilly over the last couple of years, so he could qualify. Surprised Danny Manning didn't work out at Wake Forest. Yeah, and it just, I mean, it really didn't. You um, still go by Danny, I guess, at that age. Aren't you Dan? Yeah, but he's always been Danny like that was his brand all right I guess I could see that but Danny I mean I'm not sure it's his name that caused the you know, Wake Forest to lose more than they won um they had one winning season in 
2016-17. They won 19 games. They played in the first four and were beat. Mm-hmm. That, that's the that was the highlight of the Danny Manning area at Wake Forest. Um, Shonday Brown actually played against Illinois. I saw him in person because so I went to Winston Salem in uh, the what, what year was that? 27-18 season. Brad Underwood's first for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, Brown was a freshman. He had nine points. Okay. In Wake Forest win. I don't really remember him at all. Uh, trying to think who else was on the team. Uh, I think Darrell Moore had a huge game. He was Wake's seven-footer uh, that John Gross actually tried to recruit to Illinois. Um, yeah, that's kind of the only guy I think I remember off that team. Not a lot of memorable basketball moments at Wake Forest. Um, post Chris Paul, Chris Bosh. Uh, Chris Bosh, he didn't even go to Wake Forest. Post Chris Paul, post Tim Duncan. Sure. Uh, but Shonday Brown, uh, he had a bunch of injuries last year, so he you know missed eight games. But he did average 12 points, six and a half rebounds. Didn't shoot it particularly well from three-point range, but his free-throw shooting, 83% kind of. I mean, he's, he's got a good shooting touch because uh, no one, very few people shot it particularly well from three-point range last year. And even at 32%, he would have been basically average for Illinois. So I guess we'll wait and see if uh, the current one open scholarship for Illinois goes to him. All right. I've uh, been seeing uh, now that the uh, the declarations have been made for the pros and some more commits have rolled in, some Big Ten rankings, we're going to have Scott Ritchie's 1 through 14 rankings very soon in print again. Okay. All right. But have you made any adjustments lately to your power rankings in the Big Ten? Do you? I keep seeing Rutgers. I I I can't buy that. I see Wisconsin. I can't buy that. Here's uh, the thing about both of those two okay. teams, and probably why they're getting they're both red. I guess that's probably not it. Okay. Uh, but both Wisconsin and Rutgers, their 2020-2021 roster pretty stable right now i think you know know what you're going to get because they're returning pretty much everybody um yeah and rutgers i mean i'm no i was aboard the steve peichel train you were incorrectly they were pretty good last year yeah boy they and they'd landed uh a huge get in the 2020 class in cliff omarui four-star center power forward center i mean you play both um yeah, they're pretty good. I, and there's so much uncertainty because, like, Illinois' future is going to be directly impacted by what Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn decide. Now, they're set up to handle the loss of Io DeSumo because they just added two really good guards in their freshman class. Less set up to replace Kofi Coburn. And that if they lose them both, that's a... I think Illinois is probably going to take a, a bit of a step back. Or uh, unless you know, Brett Underwood can kind of reinvent his team on the fly again like he did this past season around Kofi Coburn and Iowa Sumo, so Kofi in particular. So he did it once, and I'm not saying he can't do it again, but the team without Kofi is going to look a lot different. Now I think Kofi would be best served by another year to college basketball. Uh, we'll see. 
if that is the case. He has until June 3rd right now to decide one way or the other, stay in the draft or not. Um, I don't know if that deadline will change because the NBA season is still technically ongoing slash in limbo. I mean, so I don't know when the draft will be, but I know Illinois, there have been several national writers that have put out like top 25s or top 30s or top 50s and uh, the one you mentioned in our very in our pre-production meeting uh, of course uh, Jeff Goodman from Stadium I think he had like a top 50 maybe Illinois was 37th in that and I mean that's maybe fair just because I don't I don't know what the team's going to look like and any Big Ten ranking at this point would be a a semi-work of fiction until June 3rd when we kind of know what the rosters are going to look like for, for real. But if Kofi comes back, I think he's going to contend for Big Ten Player of the Year. You know, I think there's a good chance that happens, and I think Illinois you know, builds off of what they did this past season and actually makes it to the NCAA tournament after – you know, kind of half making it this past season. All right, it's that time. We've asked uh, Scott Ritchie to come up with a starting five, and we've agreed. We've, we met, Ed Bond and I met while you were talking there uh, outside the room, and we've agreed you get two starting fives, all right? Yeah, I pushed back, but Ed knows how to run the board. He says, I'm going to shut you off. If you don't let him do two. Is there like a hand signal I can give for him to do that occasionally? Uh, okay. So. I don't know if I like your tone right now, Scott <laughs> Ritchie. Well, you know, that's fine. So let's go with the Kofi is back starting five. Okay. All right, don't give me any exceptions, any asterisks. Just give me five. The Kofi is back starting five. Yes. Kofi Coburn at center. <laughs> Good start. Uh, and then I think a lot. Of, it's going to be a lot of guards. Tell me you're starting Trent Georgie for, again, all right? Or are we going through this again? I'm not starting Georgie again. With Kofi? No. I just I don't think it It didn't really work in 2019-20. It just didn't. Now maybe another year. Oh, I would say another spring and summer practices, maybe they f- get figured out, but they're probably not going to have that. So Georgie just took to TikTok and called you an idiot. That's fine. I, I respect his opinion. But yeah, he's not going to start next to Kofi. Um, the locks, Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams. And if it's the DeMonte in like the last nine games of the year where he was making shooting 52% from three-point range while also rebounding pretty well, playing really good defense. Uh, that could be really good for Illinois. Uh, Trent Frazier needs to get back on track offensively. I think he can. So there's three. I'm going to say the... I mean, Demonte Williams at the four just is troubling. Do I need me. to put a shot clock on you? Let's speed this thing up here, Scott Ritchie. You, you seem perplexed. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, I think Adam Miller okay. starts. All right. And then I think 
in a sort of Aaron Jordan type way, Austin Hutcherson's going to play some small ball four. Hmm. I don't know if that's a great lineup, but shooting wise, I think they get it done. Defensively is, I think, where the question lies, and I imagine you'd see Demonte Williams probably guard more fours than Austin Hutcherson. This just in: Brad Underwood's job is safe. All right. I'm I not, know Brad Underwood. I'm not going to challenge for it. <laughs> you are nowhere near him. All right. You seem rattled. It was a simple question. Give me your starting five, and you seem you seem like Doug Collins. I think Doug was fine right. until he just uh, until he benched Tex Winter. Essentially, that right. was the sent him to the him. score table. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Uh, All right, can we do better without Kofi? Okay. No. Go ahead and. I think the only change is Georgie plays the five. Oh, now you put Georgie in the. Yeah, at the five. I'm going to give you the Brad Underwood answer. It doesn't matter who starts. Yeah, I don't like that answer. Yeah, well, that's the one he's given frequently. For any parent of any basketball player (laughs) ever. Yeah, it kind of does matter who starts. Yeah, like maybe Andre Corbello, I mean, is in that Andres Feliz role and starts. I don't know. I would start both the smaller freshmen, I should say, because there's three, right? Yeah. I'd start both of them. Find a way. I mean, it, it would be four guards that, like, why not? All six, three or shorter. Have you seen the Rockets play lately? Well, no, you haven't. Well, yeah, no well, one's playing. No. Uh, yeah, like, I get, I mean, the Rockets are a great regular season team, but that's not a team built to win a championship. What? Have they won have, in the... Have they tried with all the small people? No, they haven't had a chance. Yeah, well, I don't think that what they do is sustainable. You remind me seven game of series. Stan Albeck. It's too conservative basketball yeah, was. Except he had in the hair, too. Your hair looks like Stan Albeck's hair. One, I don't have a perm <laughs> like Stan. Yet. Well, I can't get a perm even if I wanted one, which I don't. Um, you you'd like me to be more Doug Collins, or would you like to me you know to just go deep on the ayahuasca and go Phil Jackson? Yeah, start making me do stretches barefoot before <laughs> the podcast, maybe. Okay, how about that? That'd be all right. You really did a poor job on your lineups. I got to admit. Is there an auxiliary lineup? Do you have a third? A third, maybe just off the wall lineup that. Well, the third would be the one where. Kofi and Georgie start together. Right. And then... I would say give it another chance. So those two okay. in the front court. DeMonte. You're sticking with him. All right. Well, Brett Underwood's sticking with him. Okay. So I think I have to. I mean, that's... I don't... I think DeMonte might be better off the bench. I don't know. And then Frazier and Miller? Yeah. Okay. Corbello runs the second team with Hutcherson and... Grandison a little bit. Okay. And the kid from Wake Forest after his waiver clears. Right? Maybe. Okay. Hey, what else we got to know before we uh, skedaddle? You seem you seem pale in that you can't give me any data these days. I, mean, I wish I could. Empty. Right. There's just nothing. There's, there's no new numbers to crunch. And we're better off for it. Oh. I was doing a public service with the data. 
it'll be interesting to see uh now that Illinois has a twenty twenty one commit earlier than Brad Underwood's ever had a player commit, how that could change things on the recruiting front. Um yeah, Luke Goody, uh, when I talked with him after he committed, said like he was going. I mean, his next step was to go out and recruit. Everybody says that, though. Yeah, well, he was convincing. He said it in a, a convincing manner. We'll see if he can do it. Um, in terms of 2021 recruits that might reclassify, and there might be more of them that do that because NCAA has kind of changed their kind of the academic necessities to enroll uh, as a student athlete uh, just because there are no more standardized tests being given right now. And Brandon Weston, the Morgan Park uh, wing, could be one of those guys. And Adam Miller is doing some recruiting there. Um, he has been for six months, essentially, since he committed himself. Um, there's a, you know, on the big man front, which I know Brad Underwood is all about guard depth, but could use some help in the front court. Uh, Mac Etienne is the Gatorade Player of the Year in Connecticut. Uh, average double double, blocked a lot of shots. He is a reclassification candidate, you know, perhaps, and that would be a huge get for Illinois. And like they could, they have they could have a better sell than some other programs because he took an unofficial visit towards the end of. You know, this past season, so he's been to Champaign. He's seen State Farm Center when it was full. He was there for a sellout. Saw an Illinois win um, late in the year. Saw what the te- team had been built to at that point. So could be in a good place with him. Uh, and obviously, Illinois recruited the East Coast really well. Uh, Orlando and T was the f- lead guy on that, and he's been very successful. So that's uh, another name to watch. As There's anywhere between one and three scholarships to fill. All right, Scott, Richie, as usual, thank you for dropping some knowledge here. Uh, next week in the, in the Sunday News Gazette, we're going to have Bob Osmus, our, our primary football writer, rank every Division One school. One to what is it, 130 these days? 130. 130. Words of warning, Scott Richie. The, we're going the basketball route soon thereafter, and there's quite a few more teams, I understand. There's 353. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a calculator is what that – all right, Whew. so start thinking about it. I've got 353 locked. Well, that's what I like to hear. Chicago State. <laughs> wow. I mean, no offense to Lance Irvin uh, of the of the obviously Chicago Irvin clan, but that he's got a long uphill climb. I don't know who's more uh, upset with you, Chicago State or Georgie, after this uh, episode 97. We'll see. Maybe we'll check in with both those. Again, episode 100, we got a special treat planned for you. That'll be a cool one. Not too far away, Scott Ritchie. May 18th. All right. We'll see you next week.